With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, let's talk some swimming now on the show. And also thanks as well to McDonald Jones Homes. You can start your dream home today with McDonald Jones. Let's go to an absolute legend. In fact, it could be our first standing ovation of the morning. Uh, coming to you live from the man cave, let's go to Graham Carroll, the master swimming coach. Good morning, mate. Good morning, mate. It sounds like I'm going to have to have my party up there. <laughs> Graham, what a week of swimming that we've seen, and there's been so many incredible performances, but we've got to say our own homegrown superstar, Brad Woodward, in the backstroke events. Yeah, what a meet for him, because in some of these races, he actually didn't qualify, and it's because the young man was sent home from the games that Woody got a start and he initially wins bronze in the 100 backstroke. What were your thoughts? Well, I, I, I was a standing ovation for him without a doubt. Initially not even selected on the team uh, to swim that race, but then got the, the start. He's taken it with both hands and he's jumped into a medal. So, And I've never seen him look so good in the water when I watched him race in that heat. I thought, my God, this guy's on fire. Um, he could do anything in this meet. And then he gets elevated into his pet event, the 200 backstroke, and, and then he's getting a relay starter as well. So, yeah, we've seen the result from his relay swims. He's just on fire. Yeah, the great thing about Woody is, you know, he's had a few setbacks over the years. So, I mean, he's only 23 years of age, or he might have turned yeah. 24. I uh, grew up with my son, Corey, and they played in some rep water polo teams. But he's had some shoulder problems. He had to relocate to Sydney. He's had to juggle those commitments with living away from home, uh, doing university as well. And it just looks like he's got the preparation absolutely right with his coach. It's Adam Cable, is that correct? Yes, Adam Cable down there at the uh, New South Wales Swimming Hub at um, at SOPAC, based out of SOPAC, the Homebush site. So, you know, he's obviously done the right work this time. And if you remember at the last Commonwealth Games, where he was just a medalist, uh, now he's stepped up like... The 200 backstroke the other day, he almost wins it. Yeah. You know, hundredth of a second. If you look at his start, he's a little bit slow on the start, but he's back to 25 metres in that last lap. We were all cheering for him to try and get to that wall. Yeah, it was a thrilling race, wasn't it? 0.01 seconds. I mean, it's less than a fingernail. And the great thing about Woody, he sets a PB in the 50 metres backstroke, sets a PB, so he goes 156 in the 200. And like he said post-swim with Kate Campbell, that's the first time he's set a PB in the 200 in four years. Wow, that's, that's amazing. You know, you, you, I don't follow every swimmer that's going around but with Bradley because he is from the local area. You tend to follow what your local athletes are doing and, and just watching him progress from the Commonwealth Games to the Australian Trials, missing out on the World Championship team and then stepping up into this, his progression from previous carnivals. And like you said, he's only 24. He's a dual international in pool swimming, pool rescue, surf life saving and swimming. Um, he's going to be there for another four years. He's probably looking at 2032. Brisbane. Graham, I've got to say this, and Guru, I'm sure you'll agree, I'm glad in our lifetime that we've seen a swimmer like Ariane Tipnis. The other night I was watching her in the 4 by 200 freestyle relay, and I was just shaking my head. I mean, we've had Katie Ledecky come along, and now we've seen a swimmer 
And this is a young lady who is smashing down barriers. Her time in the 200 is phenomenal. And she's, in a lot of ways, she's getting close to some of the men that are pushing for a final spot in the 200, Graham. Well, look at that last leg in the relay. We were behind the world record line. She jumps in and goes 152. Now, back in 1978, in my era, that wins the 200 freestyle at the Commonwealth Games in the men's division. So 30, 40 years later, here's a girl doing the same time, but she would win a lot of nations, national championships um, that were swimming there as men. So she's phenomenal. But, you know, you've got to watch out for that Molly Callahan. She stepped up in that individual 200 freestyle and pushed through and almost knocked her off. And then you take that relay team, you throw in Emma McKeon, who's also at 152-200 freestyler. We've got another world record ready to go when she steps into the pool to do the race. Yeah, look, the relay's been fantastic. But I suppose it'd be remiss if we didn't speak about Emma McKeon. 13 gold medals, 19 overall. Probably tonight she probably breaks the, the record overall for the most medals at Commonwealth Games. So she's just fantastic. And what impresses me is no matter what meet she swims at, she always seems to perform. Well, you know, it comes back to her training. Uh, she's been swimming since she was, like, born, you know, with parents that were ex-swimmers. <laughs> um, so she knows how to get in there and, and get onto the race. And then you look at her body shape. She's built for getting through the water cleanly. She's a, she's a Ferrari of swimming right now. She knows how to put the engine together and get in there and do it. Yes, she got beaten into a couple of places in some races, but she's had nine races. And then you throw on top of that, Heats, semifinals, finals, that's 18 races if she's done all of them, plus relays. The girl is phenomenal. She's going to be around till 2032, hopefully, in relays. Um, but definitely she wants to go to Paris. And, you know, her, her life is out there in bright, light, shiny. And when we look back in history, we saw the Lisa Curry's come through. We saw Kate Campbell come through. This girl is far and away so many chairs in the grandstand away from Everybody else is phenomenal. Hey, Graham, did you swim with her mum and dad? I swam with both of them down at the ALS when we trained at the ALS, yes, absolutely. And um, uh, both, the mother was uh, a butterfly, Ronnie McKean, obviously a Commonwealth Games um, gold medalist in 200 freestyle, 400 freestyle. And, um, yeah, a great family. I don't really want to give this too much airtime, but what are your thoughts, boys, Guru and Graham, about... Every time they seem to get out of the pool, they're being asked about this love triangle, uh, you know, and poor Kyle Chalmers the other night, he pretty much said, I want to walk away from this. You haven't asked me a single question about the race we just won or the race we meddled in. Uh, yeah, I mean, there must be some director back in the truck asking the poolside uh, announcer, which is usually Kay Campbell, to yeah. kind of go down this path about, you know, Cody Simpson and Kyle Chalmers. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm actually really annoyed by it all. Like every every time you turn the page in the paper, it's Kyle Chalmers in the love triangle. Like Kyle's an absolute fabulous bloke. He went out with Emma. Yes, good on him. Get over it. He, she's going out with Cody. Good on her. Get over it. So what? No one really gives a rats in the swimming world. It's just the media want to follow it up and try and create this aura about this love triangle. If you go back years ago, you had uh, Mitch Larkin and uh, and he's I can't remember the girl's name now. MSC um, bomb. MSC bomb. There was a love triangle there, right? Yeah. What is wrong with media wanting to destroy people's focus on a carnival? Uh, I'm, I'm annoyed by it. I think it shouldn't have happened. And what Kyle did up the other day and said, you know what? I'm not talking to you anymore. Good on him. Step back. Just put his finger up to his mouth and say, shush, I'm doing my races. Leave me alone. And uh, he'll get on with it. Hey, I said earlier in the show that 
Birmingham looks like they're almost my favourite Commonwealth Games. I know we love games that are held, you know, in Melbourne on the Gold Coast, but every stand is full, every sporting event, the atmosphere just looks incredible and they've really embraced these games. What are your thoughts? Oh, I'm actually I'm, I'm thrilled by it all. I, I actually sat at home and, and the other day and I watched the wheelchair basketball, the three-on-three, three, and I was actually enthralled by it. I thought it was a fantastic opportunity for people in wheelchairs, multi-class athletes to get up there and do that event. And I've never seen that before. And I think it is the first time at a Games in, in the wheelchair sports. So that was thrilling. Um, the athletics, that was unbelievable. The girl that was doing the pole vault, who goes over the required world um, Australian record uh, to win the event by an extra 10 centimetres because she felt she could do it. Let's finish with what are the highlights for you? What's been the best swim in your opinion? And I know there's been a couple of world records, but also no one's got a prouder record of coaching athletes with a disability than you have in your illustrious career. Thank you. Would, Would you like to say a few words about Ellie Cole or maybe another of the swimmers with a disability? Oh, look, all, all of them have stepped up. It's the biggest Paralympic swimming team at a Commonwealth Games ever. And it's not just when I went in 2010, we had six athletes. Um, this time you've got, I think it's 29 athletes in, in across the board disabilities. Um, Katja Dedekin winning the 50 freestyle and breaking the world record, a phenomenal swim to go 26 seconds when you can't see where you're swimming. Um, Ellie Cole, yeah, it was her third Olympic, Paralympics, but, you know, she finished out of a place, but she showed the resilience of an athlete with a disability to keep hanging in there. Matt Levy gets up and wins the 50 freestyle in his final event. He's been to four or five Commonwealth Games. Then you've got uh, Blake Cochran, um, Hans, the, the butterfly boy. There's, there's a, a number of athletes that you could mention in the swimming world, and all of them have done a great job. Well, what a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Any news coming out of Peninsula Leisure Centre or the Central Coast in swimming? Well, next year, funny enough, next week we've got the state championships, so you'll have a host of swimmers from not only the Woi Woi uh, Swimming Club, but Mingara will have a number of swimmers in KPD and Gosford Swim Centres. I'll have good athletes. But later on in the year in, uh, in October, we've got the very first Australian country um, winter short course championships, and the Central Coast Academy of Sport is taking 10 athletes up for that. So that's a brand-new event, never been held before, and we'll have 10 uh, athletes from the Central Coast going up and competing that as members of the Central Coast Academy of Sport. Yeah, I've got to say, mate, superb job. And we did say off the air that surely it's time for you to head to Crescent Head and just ride off on a Malibu into the sunset. Well, I've got holidays booked in uh, September. <laughs> I've got the uh, 10 days up there with the Australian old male titles with the old blokes get up there and ride those old wooden sticks. <laughs> Oh, awesome, mate. Great to talk to you. Uh, congratulations on everything you've done and continue to do in swimming, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you.